Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. We will be discussing Season 3, Episode 23, the season finale, titled Deus Ex Machina. Okay. Rather than give my usual preamble about how good the episode is in general, that I often do, I want to take a moment and set the scene for you. Around this episode. Around where my head's at going into this episode. So, back in March. When the season 10 television archive poll wrapped up. And I learned concretely that I would finally. After quite literally years of trying to make it happen. Putting it in poll after poll after poll. And watching it fail every single time. After all of that, I was finally going to get to do my deep dive into Person of Interest. I was finally going to get to spend however many months talking about Person of Interest. I was very excited because I love this show. I absolutely adore this series. It is so fantastic in my mind. It is so absolutely incredible. I was so happy that I'd finally get to dive into it here. Now, I've enjoyed everything leading up to this. I've enjoyed talking about everything leading up to this. And I will be enjoying everything that comes after this. But as soon as I was going through in my mind how to best tackle person of interest, I knew right from day one, right from hour one, right from minute one, right from second one, that there was one moment. One singular moment in person of interest lore that over the years had stuck out to me among the rest. uh, Stuck out above the rest. And that going into my thought process of this show, going into my discussion of this show, would continue to stand out above the rest. One singular moment. That I wanted desperately, hell, needed desperately to talk about, to dissect, to dive into, to get into all the nitty gritty of. There was one moment that I just had to discuss. And I knew that one moment would be eating away at me for the entire prelude to it. I knew that I would spend every waking moment desperately counting down the days, hours, minutes, seconds until I got to talk about it. 
And I would spend every moment on mic talking about person of interest, agonizing over how we weren't at this moment yet, and trying desperately to talk around it. Trying desperately not to blurt out that this moment was coming. To varying degrees of success. I knew immediately that this moment was going to stay in my brain. And it was going to cause me to squirm around and get excited with anticipation I knew there was a moment that the closer we got to it, the more I would be quaking in my boots because I knew we were just that far away. I knew we were just that much, like we were creeping up on it. The moment where everything shifted, the moment where everything changed, the moment where everything, this entire show went down the path no one expected it to at any point. I knew that there was this one moment that I was far more eager to get into than anything else in the span of Person of Interest, in the 103 episode, in the five-season span of Person of Interest. And folks... I am happy to say that this is that moment. I remember watching this as it was airing all the way back in 2014. What was I? 14? No, I wasn't 14. I was 14 in 2012, 15. I was 16 when this came out. Or maybe 15 going on 16. It doesn't matter. And I remember watching it and thinking, okay, we've had this formula that's stuck in my head the entire time that's like kind of. This is what person of interest is. It's proven that this is its formula. This is what it does. This is how its stories work out. Okay, we've had this season-long arc. Uh, come up with Samaritan. Very curious to see how they'll work themselves out of this. Very curious to see how they'll wrap up this storyline. And then... The hour mark came closer. And closer. And closer. And closer. And my jaw dropped more. And more. And more. And more. To the point where by 59 minutes and 59 seconds of CBS's allotted person of interest airtime, my jaw was not only on the ground, it had shattered through the earth and tunneled down all the way to molten magma. It is the defining moment of this show. 
And it is something that will never leave me. And now I get to discuss it in detail on this podcast. And I'm so happy because it's every bit as great as I remember. Where to even begin? So I guess we'll start with these flashbacks into Collier. We pick up where we left off on those. Uh, Collier follows through on this text of like, I have answers, I have answers, I have answers. And gets taken into this van, uh, shows up at this like meeting with some computer it's just text on a screen. You're not seeing anyone. There's no face-to-face meeting. And the text on this computer basically says, Hey, I know what happened to your brother. This happened because of abusive surveillance tactics. And this happened because of all the horrors that the government has perpetrated on its own citizens. So we're starting this group, Vigilance. And we need a leader. And that leader is you. Starting from now on, your name is Peter Collier. And then we see the lead-up, Vigilance's greatest hits, up until the time they came on the scene... At the beginning of this season. Uh, we see their small time acts. And this. Uh, freaking little. Anonymous. Benefactor. Saying do more. Do more. Do more. Do more. Do more. Push them more. Push them more. Push them more. Push them more. Get them closer to the breaking point. Get them. Close to the breaking point, get hit more and more and more and more targets. Uh, like, just speak truth to power more and more and more and more and more. In fact, we even see Vigilance get infiltrated by this one FBI dude, and Collier just flat out murder this man right in front of, like, all his underlings. And that, that's the moment that Vigilance came like, became, like, a serious deal. Like, this is a full-blown, like, criminal organization now. They're very, very good flashbacks, and I really, really like them. Fast forward to present day. Episode picks up right where the last one left off. Finch, Greer, Control, the Senator, like, all of these guys are all at this trial. Put on by Vigilance. It's being live-streamed to the world. And Collier's put on this whole thing of... This is about this Northern Lights program. This is about this machine they built. We are going to expose all their lies. And he's questioning everyone down the line one by one by one. Uh, This one advisor to the president... Basically says F off. And Collier just kills him. Senator. Basically says, hey, 
I wasn't in control of this thing. I just came to clean up the mess. Like, that's what he said under scrutiny. Now, control just came up and was like, I can neither confirm nor deny anything. And that's what I will say to every one of your damn questions. And when Collier presses her further, Control gives this great monologue saying, uh, hey, where were you on 9-11 when the Pentagon was hit? I was inside it. I was there firsthand. I saw and experienced what happened. And I have spent every day since putting away the criminals... Taking out the terrorists who would do that to our country again. And you are doing all this? Saying we're breaking the law by doing it while keeping people safe? While you have done just as many criminal acts... In order to dismantle that one protection that we have. Who's the bad guy here? It's really, really great. Uh, Cameron Mannheim is the actress who plays Control. She's great in this moment. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., by the way, brilliant throughout this entire episode. He plays Collier. And eventually, after everything with Control... Happens, Collier finds control guilty, finds control guilty of heading up Northern Lights. And goes to this jury, gestures to this jury. By the way, Collier kidnapped a defense attorney, an entire jury, and a massive team of media. For this trial. And Collier has them vote. They all vote that she's guilty. And just before Collier flat out murders her, Finch gets up and is like, Hey, I built the machine. It's mine. I know the questions you want answered, uh, that Control can't answer, that none of these guys can answer. All I ask, I will give you my testimony. All that I ask is that you let everyone else here go. And Collier's like, hey, give your testimony. Finch gives his testimony. Tells them all about the machine. Tells them all about what it's done. Tells them all about what has occurred because of it. And how many lives it has saved. And Collier keeps saying, well, you didn't think of the consequences. You didn't think of what this could do. You didn't think of the abuses. And Finch is just like, no, I did. And I've thought about it every day since. I don't... Like, I, 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 I've never let a day go by where I haven't thought about it. I've never let a day go by when I haven't considered the consequences of my actions. Also, Machine has done a lot of good. And I... Had the best of intentions in creating it. And basically Collier keeps getting mad. Essentially Collier in this episode is mad that Finch isn't the 
cigar-smoking, cat-stroking Bond villain. <laughs> like, Collier wanted the devil incarnate, and Finch is not that. <laughs> like, that is what he wanted here. And Finch is giving him these deep, nuanced answers of... I gave a closed system. I needed to create a closed system. This was the best of both worlds to protect everyone and make sure that no rights were violated. All the machine gives is a number. Collier gets mad because like, oh, so you just brand people as suspects. You just brand people and just without any regard for any investigation at all. Like... Collier's, like, desperately trying to paint Finch as Satan. And Finch and his answers is not that. And Collier gets mad about it over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, But in the heart of this, I'm kind of distilling this down to the most soundbitey of ways. I'm kind of distilling down to the most simplistic of terms for the sake of somewhat expedited discussion. But they actually have a really great nuanced conversation. This debate between Finch and Collier, it is so well written, so perfect, so brilliantly acted by both Michael Emerson and Leslie Odom Jr. It is magnificent. It is absolutely incredible, and I love everything about it. It's so good, and honestly, I think this scene really encapsulates everything I love about Person of Interest thematically. It's great. It's Really, really amazing. The entire time, uh, Reese and Hirsch, Shaw effed off to help Root with the whole server deal. Reese and Hirsch are trying to track down Vigilance, are trying to rescue Finch and Control and all the others. They're trying to find where this court is being settled. Where this thing is all happening. Where this live stream is coming from. And... Via some looters... That Vigilance put up as a distraction for the police... They find out the courtroom... They find out where the courtroom is located in the city. They find out where it is. They go over there... And along the way, they start to notice there's a lot of dead vigilance bodies. Interestingly enough. There's a lot of clusters of vigilance soldiers who are all super dead. Wonder wonder what the deal with that is. And then Reese and Hirsch storm this courthouse. Collier is like, oh crap, they're here. We're caught. I'm going to take all the defendants out of here. Everyone else stays. And Collier is about to stage this execution. When Decima then shows up. And creates this big fight. So we get this big, like, three-way fight between Decima, Vigilance, and Reese and Hirsch. 
They rescue Greer. Greer has his men escort Control and the Senator to safety. And then it's like, oh, the government people are gone. I can be mustache twirly villain now. Wahaha. And at this point, Greer goes on big monologues about Samaritan. And talks about how, like, Samaritan is essentially God. But in order for my God to exist, I needed a devil. Which is why I created Vigilance. Boom! Yup! Vigilance! Okay. I hate to use these words. I really, really do. Because they are very much the calling cards of a bunch of idiots. Who want to use a bunch of legit dead people as popcorn for their not-so-conspiracy theories. Also, Decima used Vigilance as a legitimate false flag! They started Vigilance. They brought it up in its infancy. They started to... Nudge it further and further and further to become a full-blown terrorist organization. Just enough to get them on the government's radar. To force the hand of the government to take Samaritan. And all of it is culminating in one big act. A new 9-11. To remind the government just how necessary this is. And to force their hand into giving Samaritan the government feeds that it so desperately needs to come online. As this is happening. Reese is still in his gunfight. Hearst went down to the basement. Finds the broadcast team dead. And finds a massive bomb that is rigged to blow when the power goes back on. So now Hirsch is trying desperately to defuse this bomb. And he's like, hey, Reese, get your boss, get out. Right now. He is trying to defuse this bomb, trying to take out the last few Vigilance and Decima people that are stopping him. And also, totally forgot this little uh, tidbit. So, you know how Vigilance said that this was live streaming to the entire world? Well, guess what? It actually wasn't. It was only streaming to one location, Decima headquarters on the other side of the city. Where a few computers made it look to them like the whole world was watching. When really, nothing was happening. It was all in a vacuum. Reese grabs Finch. 
Greer kills Collier. Collier is dead. Having been deeply horrified that his name is now going to be dragged through the mud. His movement is now going to be dragged through the mud. And it is just going to be the guys who killed a bunch of innocent people, including the police who showed up to arrest all the vigilance people. Greer created the scenario where the vigilance people are hiding out. Police show up to take them all down. And then in a last desperate act, Vigilance decides to go out with a bang, uh, killing a bunch of police and a bunch of innocent people. Now, Vigilance has never killed any innocent people. They've only killed those who they've deemed guilty. Collier is horrified by this. And as his horror is known, Greer shoots him. Reese takes Finch, like I said. And the courthouse, this makeshift courthouse, blows up. And in this moment, Greer calls the senator and is like, Oh, what a tragedy. If only we could have prevented it. You know, with something like, say, Samaritan. Just a thought. And senator's like, Yeah, yes, yes, okay, please, we'll, we'll give you the government feeds. We'll give you the government feeds. Just please bring Samaritan back online. Let's, let's never have this happen again. And Greer's like, that's a good choice. I will bring Samaritan online and now everyone will be safe. So, while all this is happening, Root and Shaw plant these seven servers in the Samaritan server farm, in the Samaritan little server room. In this big secure facility. They put them up one by one. And. Shaw is like. You know what? Okay. Look. Backup plan. In case your plan to destroy Samaritan doesn't work. Uh, here's a bomb. I'm going to place the bomb. And if it doesn't work. It explodes. And Samaritan die. And Root's just like, no, that's not going to work. There are a hundred facilities just like this. And Decima will just rebuild them. And then they finish taking the last server online and leave. Not long after this. Greer now has the government feeds. And it's like, all right. Let us bring up Samaritan. And lo and behold, Samaritan is given life. And starts identifying people like mad. Now notice how it's not identifying victims and perpetrators. Notice how it's not seeing violent crimes about to happen and saying, here's a victim, here's a perpetrator. It is identifying deviance and threats. Not saving people, 
controlling the game. The era of Guardian Angels is over. And a new era of subjugation and tyranny has begun. Root calls Finch and is like, you need to get out of the library now. It is not safe anymore. They're going to find you very, 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 very quickly. Because Samaritan's online right now. And we find out that everything Root's been doing these last few episodes. None of it was about destroying the machine. Or uh, destroying Samaritan, sorry. None of it was about killing Samaritan. None of it was about winning. Turns out, any chance of killing Samaritan died the second Finch refused to kill the congressman. He... Remember when Finch said there's there's got to be another way, there's got to be another way, there's got to be another way? Turns out there wasn't. That was the last remaining option. That was the Doctor Strange seeing a million possible futures and only one of them is where they win. And Finch didn't do it. Reese didn't do it. They didn't do it. And from that moment, that was the moment when they failed. None of what we saw in these last three episodes, we we thought these last three episodes were about stopping Samaritan. They weren't. They were about preparing for what was now inevitable. Those seven servers... Each one of them was designed to hardwire Samaritan to have a blind spot to disregard seven newly created identities. One for Reese, one for Finch, one for Root, one for Shaw. And one for each of Root's necessaries. The seven people left in the world who have any possibility of destroying Samaritan. And now they're on the run. Now they have to live these cover identities. They have lost, and now, if they are ever going to win, if they are ever going to rally again, they have to abandon the work of the machine. They have to stop what we've seen them do over the last several seasons. Because if they come back on Decima's radar, if they... Show up again and start doing their old sh- their old shit. 
they're going to be found. And they're going to be killed. And they draw this out, by the way, a long, 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 long time. They do not let this, like, be a quick, and it's over. Like, this is not like a two-second, uh, by the way, the entire, uh, dynamic of the show is completely screwed up now, and it's completely, uh, turned around, and, uh, all your characters have been put into a completely impossible place you never thought they'd be in. Okay, bye. Like, they keep this going. They let it stew. They make sure you know damn well. This is not a flash in the pan. Everything you know has crumbled to the ground. Everything you have held dear these last three seasons, it has now been shaken up. Two gods are now locked in fierce, brutal, constant battle. Our agents, our protagonists, the people we root for, have dispersed in order to protect themselves. People are dying. The world has changed in an instant. And this story, this show, will never be the same again. But it's not entirely hopeless. What have What have these false identities been, if not the tiniest flicker of hope? What have these servers been? What have we been doing these last three episodes other than ensuring our future? And ensuring that maybe one day, our heroes will find a way to tip the scales back in their favor. But now is not that day. And the season ends there. Wow. Just, just wow. By the way, Totally forgot to mention, most bone-chilling thing ever is Samaritan coming on screen with the words, What are your commands? And Greer saying, I assure you, Samaritan, it is quite the opposite. What are your commands for us? The machine exists to serve mankind. Samaritan exists to control it. Wow, okay, so we got two seasons left. We got season four, and then season five, which is actually fairly short, uh, comparatively speaking. 
So we're going to be... The rest of this discussion is going to be the battle between the machine and Samaritan. The rest of this show is going to be two gods at war. Oh boy! Get ready for some madness! It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. And oh my god, this season. This is best person of interest. It really, really is. This is the peak of this show. I love this season so much. It had so many great storylines. So many excellent character arcs. It was not afraid to flat out say, hey, you know this dynamic you love? Screw you. Everything you love is dead. <laughs> Carter? Nope. Uh, the machine and the relevant and irrelevant numbers, the whole basis of this world, that's completely disintegrated. Hell, even something as simple as the set. Even something as simple as the place where all this is based out of. That's gone. That lo- that location's burned. We'll never see the library again. It's so good. It's so utterly good. And it's so spectacular. Like, everything. Everything about this season is perfection. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. And I think solidifies this as one of the most overlooked shows of all time. One of the most underrated shows of all time. It's so utterly spectacular. Anyway... If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple. It's just a push of a button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 1. Talk to you then.